Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spark Rentals um, live broadcast and podcast. As you can see, I'm by myself. Uh, Brian is away for the week, and I had some technical problems with my laptop and my other stuff, so I had to do this for my phone. I, um, I'm at the shore. I took my uh, granddaughter here for her birthday, so just pardon me. Um, if, if any of, you know, the sound or the video is not perfect. Um, last week, Brian and I talked about 1031 exchanges. Um, and I hope you got some good information on how to defer capital gains and some other taxes. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about a bit of an odd subject, or I am. Um, and that's what happens when a tenant dies in your property. I know it's kind of a an odd subject, but um, it is something that um, if you've been in this business long enough, you probably um, have dealt with it or you will eventually have to deal with it. Um, I've had um, several. I managed larger communities um, way back, like years ago, and um, we used to uh, literally have death checks because we had quite a few um, senior citizens um, in one of the communities that I managed. And literally, if we didn't get rent or whatnot, we would um, check to make sure. Um, so with that being said, welcome. Um, and let's let's talk about it. So how, how do you find out? Like, what happens? Or how did you find out? Like, um, did a relative call? Because there's different ways to handle this. Um, did you get called by the police? Because I had that happen, too. Um, or... You know, like I just said, we um, for senior citizens or those at risk or somebody that pays their rent like constantly and all of a sudden they disappear. and You don't see them or you don't see their car move. We used to check on them. Um, so the other thing is when you do go in to check on somebody, do not touch anything, nothing. Um, you if they are and this happened to me, I literally had somebody passed away on, on a bed. Like, and so you call the police obviously immediately and then they handle everything else. Um, and then you want to secure the unit after the police leave and do what they have to do. Um, as far as relatives and whatnot, you want to contact relatives and whatnot. Um, we have free tenant letters and I really, really, really suggests that you, when you do a lease, you make sure that your uh, renters fill out an emergency contact. Because if you don't have that and something happens, it's a total nightmare to try to find who, to, who, who do you call? Do you know what I mean? It's, it can be difficult. So at that point, um, you just pull out that contact information and then you know exactly who to contact immediately. Um, so just moving on a bit, what do you do with their items? Like you, now here you have all of this stuff. So what do you do? Well, 
hopefully in most cases you'll have an executor to speak to and you'll ask for proof of that because you just don't want to assume um secondly you want to work with that individual and possibly a probate court and this is all going to go according to your state's laws and you want to deal with the the lease the rental issues i mean technically the rent is um if you're especially if you're in a fixed term lease and there is time left on that lease there's still an obligation for the estate to pay the rent now you know the situation that I was in, we we cleaned it up and let them out and and just got done with it. But I mean, every everything is different, so you have to do whatever you think is right in those situations. Um, also, make sure you save your rental applications along with those emergency contact forms, um, and that's why I always say to keep them in a safe place. But save those rental applications because they contain a lot more information, and you may need some of that information. Just you know, just in case. Um, so now we got to figure out what happens to this lease agreement. Well, basically a deceased tenant's estate is, um, legally responsible, like I said, for the rental payments. So, and that's until the lease expires. And then depending on if it's a month to month, depending on your state's regulations, you have to give the estate holder, whether, you know, the children, uh, spouse or, uh, the executor notification. So you want to give them whatever it is, 30, 60 days. Um, now who can get in? Do not let everybody have entrance. And this gets really dicey because especially if you have multiple, um, children or children and uh, a spouse, possibly an ex spouse, and they all want to get in, and you let the wrong person in and they take the stuff, you could be liable. So don't let anybody in unless they have proof of who they are, a death certificate, something that names them the executor or go through the courts and find out. So whatever you do, don't just let anybody in. The other thing is before you let anyone in, go in and take pictures and a full inventory because you don't want them to come in and take stuff and somebody, um, you know, say, oh, I want it, you know, kids will do that. They'll take something that really was willed to somebody else and it's missing. And then they're looking at you like, well, why did you let that person in? So you got to be very, very careful, but cover your butts, take pictures of everything. Um, and then don't provide again, like I said, a key to anybody, unless you know they are a part of that estate or at least the head of the estate. Don't provide keys to anyone again, unless they have absolute proof, court proof, that they are an executor or somebody who is um, handling the estate. It isn't a bad idea to have an attorney. Um, there is a letter called a release of the right of possession. Now you can go online and you can get one of them. There's templates, but to be honest with you, this is again, a really touchy issue for a landlord or a, a real estate investor. And the last thing you want is an estate coming back to sue you or come after you for any of this stuff. So it might be better to spend a few hundred dollars and let an attorney go ahead and create this release of the right of possession. And basically um, that's a letter and it provides you access and protects and releases the tenant from further rights once the keys are given back and forth and then everything is done and it's signed by the next of kin or the party who is responsible that they relinquish the rights 
to the possession of the property and then it's yours. So it's an, that's a, uh, an important document to have at, at the finalization of all this. Um, and then, but the security, I know I'm giving you a lot of information and I apologize, but the security deposit, again, you have to be very careful. You treat it the same way you walk through, you know, normal wear and tear doesn't get deducted. Any damages would get deducted. Um, and then what you definitely want to make sure that you do is never, ever, ever make I, somebody did this and got in so much trouble. I know somebody who did this. Um, it, it was the um, daughter-in-law of uh, a deceased person, and she was handling, supposedly, the estate, and she said, make the check out to me. And um, I actually was helping this person because I knew them, and I was a property manager. I said, don't, don't make it out to her. And they did, and it, there was a whole big issue around it. So you don't ever make it out to anybody but the deceased's name or the estate of and then the deceased's name because uh, to just do it that way if if most deceased will have an estate and an account that they can deposit it into so don't listen to oh i won't be able to cash it or any of that stuff that's not your problem you're you're strictly there to do what you need to do and that apartment did not belong to that person who's trying to get that check so be careful with that and just to finalize all this, I just want to make sure that you check your state's laws, check your estate laws, see how um, estates are handled. There are some states like Florida that do things a little weird. So you just want to make sure that you know some of this too, along with your general landlord tenant laws. So if you want one of the um, emergency letters, it's free. Just sign into um, the app that we have at app.sparkrental.com. And just go to tenant letters and you'll see it listed on there. It's completely free to use. And you can even um, edit it. So that is all I have today. Brian will be back next week. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next week. So bye-bye. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.